guys, and welcome to 20-somethings. I'm Brittany. And I'm Tati, and welcome back to our podcast. Hi guys, it's Tati. I just wanted to come on here and let you guys know that there is a trigger warning for this episode. We're going to be talking about mental health and self-harm, and if anyone finds that triggering, I just want to let you know that this might not be an appropriate episode for you to listen to, so please watch out for that. Skip it if you need to. No worries at all. We want to make sure that we aren't triggering anyone and that we don't bring up any bad memories or anything like that for anybody. If you need anything at all, please reach out to us on Instagram or through email, whatever. We are here for you guys and we hope you enjoy this episode and if you choose to skip it, we will see you in the next one. So, what has happened with you this week? Anything interesting? Anything crazy? Absolutely nothing. Nothing to report to the class? Not really. My, it's <laughs> unfortunate because every time we've recorded this, I've been like, laughing. Nothing. Um, I mean, you had the Celsius situation that happened last That was uh, last week, couple, and that wasn't well, even... Oh, as we're recording last oh, week, yeah. but who knows what order this Yeah, I don't really remember the order, but that um, was not even that exciting. Yeah. Um, Something I can add from that is that after we mentioned those Celsius drinks, I ended up going and purchasing like a whole case of them. Have I went tried to them yet? yeah, I went to Kroger and I saw some, so I bought like four. Mm-hmm. Obsessed, they like way are way better than coffee. Yeah, they taste and, good, right? Yeah, if you want one tomorrow morning, I have a cold oh, case yeah, over yeah. there. Like, what flavor did you get? Uh, like straw strawberry pie or something random. You like that. should get the if they have them at Kroger. If not, you can get them at GNC. You should get the like white peach something. It oh, tastes like a yet. fruit roll up. It's oh, yeah. so fucking good. Yeah, they are strong as heck. Did which you drink I a whole love. one? Yeah, I drink a whole one every yeah. time. I was like wired. But, yeah, so that happened. Nothing happened too much, too crazy for me either. So I guess we have nothing to report to the class. <laughs> yeah, nothing too exciting. I mean, I had, like, two depression days that kind of sucked. But other than that, mm-hmm. it was fine. Just, mm-hmm. like, two. I don't know if you get those, but um, I just get days where I'm, like, wake up sad and can't. I literally can't do anything in, during the day. Yeah. It's just, like, it's literally, like, just a, a depression. You're just general sad. General yeah, sadness. like, I don't, and I can't really bring myself out of it. And it's hard because, like, I know I need to change my mindset, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, if I'm already just in a depressed mood, like, I don't even want to work out. I don't want to do anything. Yeah. Like, I just lay in my bed and kind of waste the day away, which sucks because I hate when, because I've been trying to wake up early and I hate when I wake up at like seven or eight and then the next thing i know it's eight o'clock at night and i haven't done a single thing yeah that makes you like beat yourself up more about it because you're like fuck i haven't done anything today like what's wrong with me it just plays into the depressive episode exactly more not great at all and it's sad because my sister and i both had like almost like how your period synced our depressive episodes synced so we both were like we were having depression days yeah yeah i mean those days yeah you just gotta be able to bounce back from them you know Mm-hmm. The sad times come, but that's all, I guess, the circle of life for yeah, whatnot, so. as they say, as they do mm-hmm. say. I, f- I feel like I, I haven't had, like, a depression day like that in a while, thankfully, but I have been having, like, more anxiety days, which suck, too, just, in yeah, their own, just like, in their own, I mean, I don't know about just as bad, but in their own way, they suck, because I'm like, <laughs> like, I literally had that today or yesterday and today and I I wanted to I wasn't wearing my Apple Watch but I wanted to wear them just to be like how's my heart rate right now like mm-hmm. is it because yeah. I feel like it was like high like those for those two days I just like was not at rest at peace so mm-hmm. I feel you there and that kind of goes into our like topic for today which is mental health and specifically how to get out of a slump we're going to be talking about all things mental health mm-hmm. our experiences with it how we deal with when we're in rough patches mm. and just kind of general tips and tricks that we've learned along the way. So, yeah. Have you been diagnosed with any mental health disorder or anything like that? Um, well, I haven't gone to any doctor really in the like seriously in the last like since I got into college. So, mm-hmm. I think if I did have anything, it wouldn't it didn't have a chance to be diagnosed. Yeah. But I do think I've had moments in my life where I have been like pretty sad and like had moments where I like, especially within the last, like, year, um, my last year of college, I feel like that was probably, like, one of my most sad, like, sad years of my life. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the more, like, mental health, like, kind of years where I was, like, really struggling. So, like, I've had that recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I feel like I can talk to that. But have you had any, like, like how, what is, if you have, like, what are some, like, moments that you've had? Um, well, I've not been diagnosed by a psychiatrist because I just haven't, like you said, I, in college, I just didn't make the time to go. Um, mm-hmm. 
I went to a few therapy sessions, like through my mom's insurance, I get like X amount of free therapy. Yeah. But it's it was a therapist and not a psychiatrist, which is different. The yeah. psychiatrist is the one that prescribes you medication. So I've, which I didn't know until you told me that. So yeah, yeah. Psychiatrists are the ones that prescribe you medication. So I've never been to a psychiatrist, but I definitely would say I have anxiety. I think if I went to a psychiatrist, they would say I have anxiety. Um, my sister just asked me this actually, and I think that I have especially in like this moment in time, I have high functioning anxiety. And I would also say that I think I have high functioning depression. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's actually a thing. It might not be. Maybe um, you have like, cause um, when I had my one time where I really thought that I was like going through like a depressed state, mm-hmm. which was like, um, like the December of last year mm-hmm. type time, like fall, winter of last year, I downloaded this app. Uh, it's called Mood Path, I'm pretty sure. But, like, every day you, like, put in how you're feeling. Like, you keep track of your mood. You write some, like, information about it. And, like, Mm -hmm. there's, like, some questions that you have to answer. And you're supposed to do it for, like, 14 days straight. And they give you a determination of, like, what year, like, what's going on with you. And, like, I remember I was, like, in such a, like, rough patch that I was, like, I, like, literally need to do anything. So I Mm -hmm. did that. I I kept up with it for, like, a month or so. Mm -hmm. And, like, after the 14th days, it was, like, we think you have a mild stage of depression. And I was, like, okay. Wait, I should (laughs) try that. Yeah. Yeah, I actually might download that tonight and try it because yeah, it actually made me feel better. Like it yeah. kind of helped me to be like, okay, like someone's checking. Like I'm yeah. checking in on this thing. I like I say that it's high functioning depression. Again, I don't think I don't know if that's an actual diagnosis. I'm not sure if that's a real thing, but I would say that it's high functioning because I don't think that I I get depressive states where I like like I said I was I had two days of that where I just don't do anything and I just like cry and feel just all these emotions. But I think that. I wouldn't say that I'm necessarily happy, but I'm not, like, so depressed that I can't function. Yeah. And I don't, like, I think the last time that I was, like, real, I've had moments of happiness, but I think, like, the last time I was very consistently happy was pre-pandemic, which I'm sure is the same thing for a lot, a lot of, of people. people. Yeah. But it's also before, like, pre-pandemic was right when I was about to graduate college and, like, mm-hmm. It seemed like I had so many opportunities. I had so many plans set up and then it all kind of went to shit. And um, I also just say that it's like high functioning because I think even in co- in high school, like I had I had depression in high school from the birth control that I was on. Yeah. It um, gave me really bad depression. And I kind, of, here. <laughs> I kind of blocked a lot of it out. Yeah. So I don't even remember. And I was like 16 when yeah. I started it. So it was like, I really don't even remember that time. Yeah. But and it's very hard because you're like going through puberty and you're in high school. Yeah. Like I think that... I think that I I, ha- I definitely would say that I've I have been happy, but I also think there's a lot of moments of like numbness mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that like we will delve into more to that, like especially like as this uh, episode goes on, because mm-hmm. I think there's like a lot of things in that which like for me I didn't have like too many crazy like depression times in my life, but like the one that I did have, I felt like it kind of pointed out a lot of things to me that like now that I'm out of that I'm kind of like oh like this kind of contributed to like the reason I was feeling then like because it really is like your lifestyle like mm-hmm. your surroundings like there's a, like a lot of different factors I feel like that um cause like pe- people to kind of continuously like feel this sadness and like depressed like obviously it's a mental illness so like mm-hmm. you know that's a chemical balance but on top of that I do think a lot of times it is you know surroundings like what you're listening to what you're watching what you're ingesting on the daily um, if you're not happy with, like, you know, where your life is at a given point, like, that's going to harm you every day, you know, that you're mm-hmm. living like that. And I think that's, like, a those oh, there's, like, a lot of things like that going on with you right now that probably contribute to why you're feeling the way you're feeling. Yeah. And, like, when I was feeling like that, too, I felt, like, the same way. Like, a lot of my life was not the way that I wanted it to be, necessarily. And I feel like that caused me to be very sad and, like, because of a lot of different things, you know? And mm-hmm. I feel like it's probably, like, an imbalance in your life right now that's also causing yeah. that. Yeah, I would totally agree. I think um, a lot of people, ha- like, who experience depression, because I think there's people, like, you can just, like, like you said, mental illness is usually a chemical imbalance, and it's not anything to be ashamed of. And I think a lot of people get triggered into their, um, like, depressive episodes or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. so there, I know people who have never experienced depression or anxiety or anything and then they get a diagnosis like they they something happens in their life and then they get a diagnosis and um they see that they're like bipolar or depressed or whatever so a lot of it I think is situational and I think mine is too like yeah I think a lot of mine is just Same. based on my own circumstance yeah. and whatever 
yeah. But I wanted to go, and I, I want to say, like, I feel like I feel you on that because when I had my mild stage of depression that mm-hmm. I was diagnosed by mood path, it was um, following me getting birth control. So, like, it was definitely very situational. Yeah. It was like, I got this birth control. I immediately started feeling, like, crazy mm-hmm. and depressed. And then I had to, like, get off of it. Yeah. But um, I wanted to go back to your anxiety because I feel like that'll be, like, a good way to ease. Like, start mm-hmm. start off light. Mm-hmm. We start off in anxiety, move to depression. Mm-hmm. And then... <laughs> So I wanted to talk about, because for me, I have, like, a story of how I first knew, but I wanted to know if you had a story of how you first, like, the first time that you felt like you had an anxiety moment and, like, if anything stood out to you. Um, like I said, I think I <laughs> dissociated, a, like, a lot. Not dissociated, that's too strong, but I don't remember a lot of high school. Like, I don't know if you're the same way, but I don't remember a lot of high school, whether it be, like, I don't, I don't know, like, maybe I just, like, choose to forget or whatever reason, but I think I've always known that I've been anxious, like, you can ask my parents, I was a very shy, timid child, mm-hmm. and I think that I just was always more on the anxious side, um, my mom said that when she would drop me off at my preschool, I would cry and cry and cry, and I would, like, hold on to one You're teacher. one of those kids, I've seen yeah. the kids do that, and I'm like, you're only gonna be gone for an hour. I know, but it's just, like, I think, and then yeah. that's just a sign of me just being, like, a shy and anxious child, yeah. and I think that I have always, like, had anxiety before I even knew what anxiety was, but, um... And I think it increased after my parents got divorced, and I think I had it in high school and definitely in college. I mean, my most recent anxiety attack was, like, maybe two months ago. No, Mm. in January. Never mind. It was in January. But it's, like, I don't even know how to – I don't even think there was, like, one moment where I, like, was, like, oh, I have anxiety. Like, I think I just – It kind of just over time, you realize. Yeah, like, over time. Like, I think it's just once I understood what the word was, I was, like, that's what I have. have. But I don't think there was just ever one moment where I was, like – suddenly anxious like I yeah. just think that I was someone have you seen the movie soul where they uh, uh that no, Disney movie? it's a Disney movie where it wasn't that good oh my god no I loved that movie. Oh, okay it was so cute but like in the movie they he sees the souls and like before they go down to earth mm-hmm. they are like they go through like a training or whatever yeah and each soul there's like a funny little scene where it's like okay this soul gets like this much depression this much of an egomaniac oh, like okay. whatever it's just like <laughs> a joke it's just a joke about like Oh. how people like people like us like, you, I, yeah. yeah like you're predestined to like have these things mm-hmm. and like the soul land or whatever in that movie and I was like oh okay if I was in that movie they definitely fucking assign me <laughs> anxiety yeah so. no I feel like that's interesting that you kind of notice like a like just noticed it over time because for mm-hmm. me like it was definitely there was definitely like a clear moment where I was like oh I totally have anxiety mm-hmm. and like for me that was um when I there when I was in high school, I remember because like you know it was always cool to go to like parties and whatnot, mm-hmm. and we had like this guy. It was like me and my one of my like oldest friends, and then my other friend, um, like two. I had two friends, and like we were gonna go to this party that was like two houses down the street. This guy's house, and I was so excited. And we were like, yeah, we're gonna go to this party, mm-hmm. um, this dude's party. Like we're so, like we're gonna go. And then, like, as time goes, like, we're getting ready for it. And, like, as soon as we start getting ready, I just feel, like, this feeling in the pit of my stomach. And I'm, like, oh, man. I'm, like, I'm, I, it wasn't even just nerves. But it was, like, I don't know. It was just, like, the worst feeling ever. And it just, like, wouldn't go away. Like, the whole time we're getting ready, they're, like, laughing and, like, being all excited to go, go to this party. And I'm, like, hee hee, yeah. Like, laughing on the outside but, like, dying on the inside. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, when the time came to finally leave for the party, they were, like, okay, like, let's go. And I was, like, you know, I actually don't want to go anymore. And they are like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, we've gone already. Like, we're going. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, no. Like, I can't go. And they're, like, we're going. So then they grab my arms and they start to try to drag me out of the door. And I'm, like, no. And I just remember so vividly like stretching my arms out oh my and like holding myself from leaving out of her house like just so I would not go to this party and oh they were pulling God. me through the door trying to like manually was it like physically pull me it was, was funny it? Oh, okay. but I still was just like it was all because of my own like you know anxieties I was yeah. like I don't want to fucking go and when I got to the party it ended up being fine it ended up being chill but the pressure before I got there was so stressful and there were so many times like that where we would have like we were just hanging out with x y and z or whatever and I would like the, the process of getting ready would always, like, make me so anxious to the point mm-hmm. where I wouldn't even want, like, I wouldn't want to do it anymore. Yeah, I mean, when I was a kid, I used to cry and not want to go to, like, my tennis practice, or, or not tennis, I knew the girls on my tennis team, so it was fine, like, I grew up with them, but I wouldn't want to go to my lacrosse practice when I was an eighth grader. I wouldn't want to go to 
like softball practice because yeah. I didn't want to like the anxiety of just like being there mm-hmm. and being with a group of people that I didn't know because I, I was like the oldest one in my age group so yeah. sometimes I would not based on the cutoff I would be in a softball team with people I didn't even know yeah and it would just be like I would get so anxious and I would cry and my mom I didn't want to go and it was just like yeah a, like just a feeling that I just think I've always experienced so it doesn't like it's not and it's I feel not surprising you. to feel that. Like, it's just, I think it's... It just, just a, sucks, it's like, just, honestly. It's just, an ex, it's just a feeling that I've just become so accustomed to that it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me anymore. And, I mean, I think I thankfully haven't had, like, um, de- is it debilitating? Debilitating, yeah. Yeah, I haven't had anxiety yeah. that, like, debilitate. Is that, I feel like that's not yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Like, debilitating Debilitating anxiety. anxiety. Like, yeah. I haven't had anxiety where, luckily, in, like, a while where... Um, like I have a few friends who say they have, have such bad anxiety that they can't even like get up the stairs or they can't even do this yeah. or this. And like, and that would have been me with like my social anxiety. If I yeah. hadn't gone through that moment, I think about that all the time where I'm like, it's so crazy how like bad I had it back then and how like now I go to parties and I don't think twice about it because that actually mm-hmm. genuinely used to be like an issue going to parties, which you know me in college, mm-hmm. like I was like a pretty bunch of party girl. But, like, there was a time where, like, every party I went to, I, I genuinely didn't want to go to, and I was, like, stressed to go there. Mm-hmm. So, it's, like, that That just goes to show, and I tell myself this all the time, that, you know, your anxiety does not define you, and, like, how you are in the past is not how you are. It's not how you are in the future, and it's not just your brain being your brain, and that's just your brain. Like, you yeah. can train yourself out of anything if you want to. I kind of like that you said that, because on the, <laughs> on the car right here... I started to get anxious because I was thinking about like my college experience and how I felt like I was so shy and I was so different than I am now. Like I really have grown from being like 18 or like 19 in college to 24. Mm -hmm. And I really think that I've grown so much, but then I was getting anxious just thinking about how I used to act and how I used to let my anxiety and being shy or whatever impact my life so much. And just thinking about how I used to be compared to now was giving me anxiety. Like I was getting, I was getting anxious and being like, oh my God, I can't believe I acted like yeah. that. Not that it was bad Which or is anything. so common to do. Because yeah. anxiety is literally, the definition is- It pops is, up at any second. No, the definition of anxiety is you're worrying about things mm-hmm. that are either gonna happen in the future or that have happened in the past. Mm-hmm. Like you're not focusing on the present moment. You're focusing on issues in the past that you can't mm-hmm. like help anymore. Issues in the future that you don't know are gonna be yeah. that I accurate. Get- I get really bad anxiety um, thinking about, like, death scenarios. Like, I'll be, like, like when, if I drive in the rain sometimes, I'll, when I was driving to Tennessee, it was pouring rain. I would pull over because I was, like, the, when I was driving, I was, like, what if I hydroplane and oh, yeah. crash into this? And, like, that's anxiety. Yeah. I get anxiety even when when someone doesn't respond to me and, like, I know they're driving, they're on a long drive. I think, okay, maybe they died or, like, I just get little bursts of anxiety like yeah. that. I get anxiety about everything. Yeah, but, same. But I, yeah. I'm the same way. And the most stressful part about it is, like, I don't know. I've, I've like, watched a YouTube video where it was basically talking about, like, how cortisone, cortisone? I'm, I don't know, cortisol levels. I don't know, the stress hormone mm-hmm. that, like, you know, the more stressed you are, the higher likelihood that you're going to have, like, a heart attack or die and, like, mm-hmm. all this stuff like that. And that makes me more stressed. So then mm-hmm. I'm, like, I'm stressed about my cortisone levels, yeah. like, going up. And then, like, that's adding more to my stress. But, like, I recently – it's so crazy because – um I literally, I swear the universe has, like, brought these two books into my life recently that have, like, truly, like, revolutionized the way I think about um, my anxiety and also, like, just my goals and stuff in general, which Uh is, like, going to be our our future podcast, I think, is goals. Um, Or potentially we already have it, I don't know. (laughs) But, (laughs) yeah, so uh, basically I just finished this book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, Mm -hmm. and... I haven't mentioned this yet, but the, like, since I've started my job, my newest job, like, my anxiety has been through the roof, probably worse than it has ever been in my life, and, like, that's just been, like, the last probably, like, two months, and, like, even, like, this week alone, like, I was literally, like, crippled with anxiety, just, like, over, like, stupid stuff, stuff people, like, would normally probably not even think much about, but, like, for me, just because I really am trying to do well with what I'm doing, and I'm not sure if I am or if I'm not, or you know, because I'm just so new, there's so mm-hmm. much of a learning curve, and I don't really know this the area, the environment yet. It just gives me a lot of anxiety on the daily. Because like you want to perform yeah, well. Yeah, I want to perform well. On the daily, I'm like, oh my god, like, freaking out about just everything. Every little thing, sending emails, like, everything stresses me out in mm-hmm. my, like, work thing. And it, it doesn't have to be like that, but it just is for me right now. So that's why I, I kind of, the subtle art of not giving a fuck, one thing that I, like, tell myself this every day now that I thought out of that book is that, um... 
like everyone has fucks to give but the like you have to be able to control what fucks you're giving you know mm-hmm. like you can't give a fuck about everything like where you put your energy you yeah have to control you can't give what, a fuck about every single thing too. like sometimes i'll send an email and i'm like oh i could have worded that email better like why mm-hmm. did i just write this email like this like they're gonna think i'm stupid x y and z i send it they send me a response we move on later mm-hmm. on that night i'm still thinking about that email i'm like mm-hmm. why did like you know why the, like why can i phrase it better maybe i should yeah. have waited before i sent it thinking all these scenarios and then i t- stop myself and i'm like why do I give such a fuck? Like, at the end of the day, like, I'm wasting my energy giving a fuck about something that, like, I, I need to move on with my life, that's, you know? Yeah, that's a really good coping mechanism. Yeah. And that's what I told myself on the car right here. I was thinking, I'm 24 now. None of those people remember or whatever. I'm different than who I am now. So why am I giving so much energy and, like, worrying about something that's in the past? Yeah. I can't change it. There's no point in me even yeah. thinking about it because what 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 am I going to gain from that? Nothing. You need to push your fucks onto something more productive, <laughs> like, I don't know, building a business, focusing yeah. on your, like, career moves, your next whatever mm-hmm. moves, your whatever, you know, like, there's so many other things that you can be focusing on that are less stressful. I think that's, like, the biggest thing for me. Another thing I noticed with my anxiety, because I think my anxiety is mainly social-based, ba- mm-hmm. I literally was thinking this in the car today, um, because one issue I have is when I go... Um, order food like at the drive-thru or like you know like fast food orders mm-hmm. I noticed that I don't ever like really make eye contact with the people that like, really? I'm ordering from yeah just because it's like an like it's awkward moment for me like it, it is like a socially awkward moment so mm-hmm. I just kind of try to be like thanks he he like and I like just try to keep it quick and like moving on like I'm not really like focusing on like the person and like I went out to Dairy Queen the other day and like there was a guy that was like getting my order and he was kind of cute and I just remember I felt like I was being so awkward because I was like hee hee yeah like things like yeah. just like exchanging the money exchanging the food and I was just being like so weird and not making eye contact with him and I'm like why and then I left him like why am I acting like this mm-hmm. so then today I went to I don't even remember where I went oh Panera and I was just like you know I'm gonna make eye contact like I'm not gonna be awkward like I can like talk to a person like a normal person like it's not a big deal mm-hmm. and I purposely did I was like hey like yeah this is my card like purposely trying to like make a connection with this person just so that I can prove that I can do that and when I left I was literally like this is not bad at all like I felt so much better about myself like just being able to like solve that one small problem that I had which was even like cashiers like if I'm going to Kroger and like I have a cashier at like you know cash register like that's something for me like I feel like that's an awkward moment for me and like I was able to put myself in that uncomfortable situation and just see what happens yeah, I mean, I think that goes to show that people get anxiety about anything. Yeah. Like, you can get anxiety about the most random things, mm-hmm. and you can't control that you get anxiety about it. If it's, like, it's a chemical thing, if you get anxiety, you can't control that you have anxiety, but you can try to manage it. And it's it's how you manage it that, it's like, it's going to help you in the long run, because anxiety is never going to be cured. You can't yeah. cure anxiety. You're always going to give fucks. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, you're always going to, you're always going to feel anxious No matter how something. much you pretend that you're not going to. Yeah, that, like, you know, it's, it's inevitable. You're yeah. always going to feel anxious about something, but it's kind of just learning how to cope with the anxiety and how to move forward, and that will really better your life, because, yeah. I mean, I've had really bad anxiety before, like I said, like, I used to get really anxious about almost anything, and just getting older I've kind of tried to manage it a little bit more and it is hard like Mm -hmm. it is super hard to kind of get over your anxiety when you already feel so anxious about something like exercises like what you did making eye contact like trying to like um and that's like not something that I'm like saying randomly I actually got that out like out of a TED talk this uh it's like an old like TED talk this guy did um where he was talking about how like he was like so scared of failing so then he purposely like tried to fail every day on something yeah Mm -hmm. and like that kind of reminded me like that's why the concept that I was thinking I'm like okay like I'm scared of you know awkward moments and Mm -hmm. I've been thinking about this lately because that is like a big issue with my social anxiety is like I just don't want awkward moments I talk Mm -hmm. so much because I'm like I don't want any awkward silence yeah so I'm like now I just want myself to like purposely give myself awkward silences with people yeah and like just be able to like accept that as it is and not have to make it Mm-hmm. make me anxious. I mean it's exercises like that that I think will better yourself but yeah. I also kind of understand people because there's really people out there who have anxiety that's even way worse than what you and I experience yeah. and there's some people who like can't even imagine doing something like that and yeah. I feel for those people and I think that that's when like you because like maybe our anxiety isn't so um so bad to the point where we feel like we can't even manage to do that like it's good that we we feel like we don't necessarily that we can like 
bring ourselves to do those little those little tasks to better it but there's some people who have anxiety so badly that like you have to see a therapist and i don't think i think there's a lot of shame around mental illness i don't think you should feel bad like if yeah if you, like if you either. can't if you feel like you can't bring yourself to do what like an exercise like what Brittany was saying i don't think you should feel shame about that because mm-hmm. that's like you can't help it like that's just yeah. how you are you have as to treat yourself how you need to to like get through the problem yeah you and have, if like you know? your problem and if yeah exactly and if like your problem is something is like so bad to the point where you feel like you can't even bring yourself to do that then that's when you need to seek help and yeah there's no shame in that at all like i really don't think there's shame in in seeing a therapist or like you're like i can't do this on my own then get yeah. help it's totally because fine. i feel like at a higher level the real problem and you can feel free to disagree because mm-hmm. i feel like this is kind of my own personal thing but like I, f- I feel like the real problem is that you like uh kind of my life philosophy is that like we all live in our own realities like you know mm-hmm. everyone has their own like reality that they're living in this that they like have created based on like how they've lived in the past and like their own minds and all the experiences that they've had have caused this reality that they live in this like world that they live in and it's not necessarily the actual world and it, it's a different world everyone has their own different world that they're living in you know and it's, my, it's not always accurate. That's why people have things like anxiety and depression and whatnot, because they're, they're seeing the world through this lens that, like, oh, these these problems are heightened to them or whatnot, like, you mm-hmm. know. And I feel like in those moments, like, for me, when I've gotten to any time where I feel really anxious or feel like I'm feeling really sad for a long period of time, I always try to, like, remind myself about what my reality is and how I'm making my reality in the moment and how I'm making myself feel like my world is ending and how I'm making myself feel like my problems are bigger than, than they are and that people are judging me more than they are and all these things. And it's hard to do that in the moment. And it's it's definitely like easier said than done. And that's also not even like the complete solution to the problem, mm-hmm. but it does help me out a lot of times when I'm like, actually like you need to get out of your own head. Like yeah. it's not as at all how you're making it to seem to be. And it's really just, you no, I think that I can, that yeah, way. I totally understand that perspective. Yeah. And it is hard to do. I think a lot of the times it's not an in the moment situation. It's more of a self-reflection thing. Like mm-hmm. you don't realize until that you later. Can, yeah. It's like not until later until you calm down until you're out of the situation that you realize it's not as bad as it, as, as it, it seemed was. to be. Yeah. 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 And that's kind of how it was when I, like when I started, getting into my own depression state because I've had times when I was in like middle school, you know, when cutting was cool back then. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that so strange? Like, yeah. I was going to have to ask if that cool. was cool at your school. That's literally yeah. what I That when was the was shit. Cool, I remember like I had a kind of a slight depression, dis- depression year yeah. in like my ju- uh, junior year of high school no was it Wait, no no sorry school uh no high school my seat my sophomore year of high school Wait, so are you saying cutting was cool when you were in high school or when yeah. you were in middle school because it was high cool when school. i was in middle school it was cool in middle school too oh, yeah. it was it but like when it i thing in my when i partook slightly oh, i was okay. in high school i remember like i like my sophomore junior year i just i remember my life was just so bleak so plain so nothing interesting and for some reason i would go to school every day and i was just like sad about like my existence uh-huh. i would like literally go into my i i remember so distinctly going to my lit class because i was the only class the teacher would let me do this and i would put my head down for the entire class period mm-hmm. and then when the bell rang i would get up and like leave but mm-hmm. like every day i would never talk to anyone even if we had like off time alone time like i was just in my own world mm-hmm. i don't know why i can't even remember why like, i felt that type of way back then but that was like my first like little moment and i remember like it was like when the cutting was like fading the trend was fading i don't know so i was like oh let me try some slices on my leg and oh my i remember i just like did like a couple lines and i was like a couple lines sounds like i'm doing coke or something yeah <laughs> you just you tried so i tried but like it um like, it just hurt so bad that I was like, I will never do this again. Like, that was enough for me to be like, I will never do this again. And so that was, like, the last time I ever, like, really felt any type of sadness like that until, like, college when I took my birth control. And then I got my birth control in, like, September. I got the arm one, which is, like, notorious. A lot of people yeah. have negative side effects from the arm one. Yeah, it's, like, notorious for making people feel not amazing. Even mm-hmm. your, like, our, like, people that we know. Yeah, like, I have a few friends who got the arm one, and yeah. they said that they had a lot of mental issues from it. Yeah, and for me, when I got it, maybe a month after that, I started noticing, like, just like that, I was a little bit more on edge, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, like, this is interesting, and then I just kind of got worse, and I also was dating, like, a guy at that time, and I was mm-hmm. doing that thing where you kind of mainly date, like, your boyfriend. You just you, mainly hang out yeah, with your boyfriend. boyfriend and no one else, and that mm-hmm. also, like, this is, like, looking back now, like high level like looking into the future or looking back from the future i'm Mm -hmm. like okay 
I wasn't balancing my life. So obviously I'm going to be sad that like my friendship life, my family, like friends, like, all right, that, yeah. everything was not balanced family, anyways. Your friends were like and I'm on this, Yeah. And I'm on this birth control. Mm-hmm. All those things together were making me super sad. But I also had this boyfriend that I loved and like was having a good time with. But like also... I wasn't really balancing my lifestyle. So it caused me to be, like, getting more and more depressed as time went on. And, like, I'm the kind of person where if I'm feeling, like, a type of way, I'm not going to talk about it ever. And so, like, I feel like I was just kind of like, oh, the only person that knew was him. And then, like, we were able to work through it. But then I'm like, okay, this isn't helping that much. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I need therapy, but, like, I'm not going to pay for therapy. I can't afford it at this moment. Mm -hmm. So it's just, like, back and forth issues. And then it kind of got to the point where our relationship was doing really bad and he was like you need to like get that taken out or like I don't know how this relationship because we were really like oh this will solve our relationship problems like As, you you not having mental health issues will solve or no the no not me me not having the birth control oh matter. okay yeah. so you guys saw so we were thinking control was the cause of yeah, your problems that it was like making me crazy so like I mm-hmm. basically I was like okay I need to get it taken out so then I got it taken out, and I did, like, feel better, like, within the next, like, two months. Like, I definitely did feel better. But, like, it, the relationship problems were there because our relationship was, like, not balanced or anything, like, at all. And so we ended up breaking up anyways, but my, like, mental health, like, drastically improved from getting that birth control taken out for sure. Mm-hmm. But do you think after, your, after you um, had a breakup, your mental health kind of, did, like, went back to where it was, or? Oh, yeah, I totally, like, I had, like, a couple months, because after my breakup, I had a couple months where I wasn't doing anything. I didn't have work. I didn't mm-hmm. have school. I had just graduated. I was waiting for my job to start, and I had, like, you know, I just wasn't doing anything, and during that time, I was really, like, lost. But I didn't want to go down a wrong path, so I was constantly watching myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely, like, could have went into a depression there. And I knew I could have, so that's why I purposely, like, tried to make myself proactive. I, yeah, I, I remember distinctly I cried every day for, like, a month after our breakup, which mm-hmm. is, like, kind of sucks. Like, every day for a month, that's a that's yeah, 30 that's plus a days of crying every day. Yeah. But I was able to make it past that. And then I remember being so proud of myself, like, the second month and being like, oh, my God, like, I'm doing crafts. I'm going traveling. I'm doing this. Aww. And every month I got better. And it was just because I was watching myself. And I watched a lot of videos on, yeah. like, self-help stuff and things yeah. to do during breakups. That's, yeah. yeah, it's it's definitely hard to pull yourself out of a, a slump like that. But I feel like I truly did learn a lot from that and I want us to talk about that too later on in this episode just kind of like some tips and tricks that worked for me and like you know I think we can like sit here and be like oh you can do this to get out of something that to get out of something do this that and the third and this will work and you should be fine but like mental health is definitely like a spectrum and it's also like Mm -hmm. not something that you can just tell someone how to solve it and it's going to be solvable and we understand that it's not like every so every solution is right for each person yeah like a lot of the time like bringing yourself back from a dark place and from feeling sad is like it's its own pro- it's its own process and what works for us might not work for you yeah you have to try a bunch of different yeah, things I like, feel like truly yeah. you have to be open to anything really. yeah like for me when I went through my breakup the biggest thing I noticed right when I got back home from like this traumatic trip I was like oh my gosh all the things that I liked doing before I don't like doing anymore and that oh, was like okay. a big realization for me I was like I used to love like gardening and like like mm-hmm. now I don't want to garden at all I used to like doing this. I don't want to do that. Like I was like in that state where I was like, I don't, everything I liked to do, I don't want to do anymore. You didn't find happiness in anything. Yeah. In anything. And I literally was like, if I don't find happiness in anything, then why should I do anything? And I had that moment where I was like, should I even do anything? I should just sit here and do nothing. And I was like, no, that doesn't make sense. I'm going to just sit and do a bunch of new things until I find something that Mm -hmm. works for me. And that's what I did. I started finding new hobbies. And like, even I remember my friends mentioning, like I would Snapchat my friends and they'd be like, oh wow. Austin, I remember one of my friends was like, I love how you, like, go out and do all these things on your own and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I'm like, bro, I'm just trying not to yeah. be depressed. Like, I'm I mean, that to- works for yeah. you. Like, I, I admire that you do um, try a lot of new things by yourself, and that's such a great way to try to better yourself. Like, yeah. I mean, if you look up any type of self-help thing, it'll try, it'll almost always recommend doing things on your own mm-hmm. and rediscovering what you like and you yeah. definitely do that and that's admirable yeah no so I had to like just make my, I forced myself to go try a bunch of new things mm-hmm. and then I noticed over time that I was starting to like the things that I was doing and then I started getting all these new this new personality of like things that I like to do that were new and You're that like were rediscovering yourself yeah, or not even rediscovering yourself 
you're discovering a new part of you after this trauma that you went through. Yeah. Like, de- having depression and going through a depressive episode is traumatic. Yeah. And anxiety, whatever. Whatever mental health, like, episode or issue you're going yeah. through at that time is traumatic because you're in such a negative place. Yeah. And it's scary because you almost never realize how dark it can go until you're there, until you're out of it. And you're like, oh, shit, that was really intense. Really bad, yeah. And so then, like, when you're doing stuff like that, like what you were doing, you are discovering, like, a new a new part of yourself post a very dark, like, yeah. negative part of yourself. So you're almost, like, evolving and yeah. growing. And, and then I can look at those things that I was doing, and I was like, oh, my gosh, look at me. Like, I'm doing uh, all X, Y, and Z. Like, I remember I used to skate a lot with my ex, and mm-hmm. I didn't want that part of my personality to be, like, specifically for, like, him. Tagged Like, him. yeah, so I would purposely go skate by myself. I would go to all the same skate parks and even new ones, and I was like, I'm mm-hmm. going to go skate. And no matter how uncomfortable I feel, like, I would normally do this, mm-hmm. so, like, I'm going to do it again. Like, this is You said the same thing. thing about traveling, too. I remember yeah. you saying that because you guys went on that big trip out west, and you said that you wanted to travel again because you didn't want that area and those memories, like, tied to him. Yeah. Like, you didn't want the Grand Canyon to just be memories of your ex. Yeah. And, like, I wanted it to be, like, because I, I loved that trip. That was, like, mm-hmm. one of my favorite trips of my life. Like, I love that Pacific Northwest, I would live there. And that my first time seeing it was with Wait, him. Wait, that's not the Pacific Northwest. That's just Well, the yeah, Grand Canyon. But then I went up to oh, Wyoming okay. and Utah. I thought you were saying trip. Grand Canyon. I was like, honey, no. that is definitely the West. That's not even next no. to the Pacific. That is a no. landlocked state. No. But, like, that whole trip was, like, I loved every part about that. And, like, that was with him. And mm-hmm. I don't want that to be, like, oh, like, that was, like, because then, like, it'd be easy to be, like, oh, I can't do that anymore because, like, it was a him thing that we did together. Mm-hmm. But, like, no, like, I'm my own person. That's, like, an interest I have. And, like, I'm going to pursue it. Mm-hmm. And, like, I feel like it gave me power to be, like, oh, I'm going to do these things on my own. Like, and I'm going to have just as much fun, if not more fun, you know? And then as time went on, like, a, I just made sure to continuously do the things I love. I think that's the biggest thing that has helped my mental health grow so much is, to be like, oh, if I want to do something, which a lot of times my anxiety will be like, why are you doing this? You don't have to do this. You could just play it safe and, like, chill at home every day and vibe. Mm-hmm. Or you could blow some money and go stay in Hawaii with strangers for a month, you know? Yeah. Like, and I just, like, have lately been like, okay, I'm going to try to do the things that, like, scare me, but I know will be, like, make me happy in the long run. Mm-hmm. Even if they don't make you happy in the long run, it's things that I think you have to do to grow as a person in yeah. general. Like, even there's no shame if you try something and you don't like it mm-hmm. that's fine at least you tried it it's exactly. better than not trying it and staying and um staying like stagnant complacent, yeah. and yeah and complacent and not growing at least you're trying something new and if you don't like it that's fine you checked it off the list you know that you don't like it and you can move on to something else exactly exactly what have you found has been like a a thing that has helped you out of any songs do you have any? um yeah i i mean i've slowly because like I, like I said, I think that I'm still in one right now. Yeah. And so my birthday is at the beginning of January, like I, literally January 7th. It's the first week of the new yeah. year. So I feel like I, I like grow with the, with the, um, the year. So like, tw- like 24 is tied to 2021. And I, yeah. when I'm, when I turn 24, my mom is actually kind of crazy. My mom, my boyfriend, and my boyfriend both wrote almost like the same thing in my birthday cards. Mm-hmm. And it was that like 24 is going to be a year of growth and whatever because I've been unemployed for so long and I have been like feeling stuck and yeah. feeling in a slump for so long. And I was like, okay, I need to make 24 a year of growth. Yeah. So a lot of what I've been trying to do is change my mindset and change my behaviors. And it's really fucking hard to do. Yeah. Like I'll, one thing that I do is that if I know that I am being triggered by something, rather than react to it, I have to take myself out of the situation and like write about it in my journal. Like I'll immediately like go and write what's happening and then kind of just take a break and like like evaluate what I've written and what was going on yeah. and then move from there. I get it triggered by just like a lot of different things and it can be really hard to like a bad habit I would have is I'm applying to jobs and I feel like I'm not qualified for anything I don't fit into anything like I'm not I'm getting interviews but then not getting a job like no one wants to hire me and I get really triggered by that and I get really bad anxiety by it so then what like an old behavior is I would just start crying yeah not do that and then watch tv for the rest of the day because it numbs the anxiety and it numbs like the depression of not being able to like, like, literally just feeling like I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. And that's a really bad habit. So what I've been trying to do 
is just like take a break. Like recently, one thing I did was I, I started to get anxious about it. So I just took a break and I started just listening to music, like old, like 2000s, like yeah. when we were kids type of music. And it made me so happy and I felt like yeah. a lot better. So I think it's like a lot of my growth because I am still in it is it's really day to day. And yeah. Some days it works, some days it doesn't, like, some days... Do you think that, like, potentially, like, your life right now is not, like, the most balanced? Or do you think it is pretty balanced? Because I I feel like when I was going through my, like, saddest state and I came out of it, I really, like, spent a long time reflecting at, at, like, why I felt the way that I felt. And for Mm -hmm. me, the biggest thing I realized was that, like, I didn't feel like my life was balanced. I mean, yeah, I think a lot of my depression is that and like my anxiety is that it's not balanced. Like I try to keep a structure of balance, but in reality, when you look at it, it's it's not balanced. Like I'm not doing anything. Yeah. It's more that I'm not doing anything. Like I try to wake up at the same time every day. I try to go to the gym. I try to apply to jobs and I try to like study for the GRE, whatever. But I like I get so anxious in the day and nothing works out that I stop doing those things. Like that's like a bad behavior that I fall into a lot like it's been month by month like some some weeks I'm doing fine and I feel like I'm growing and then some weeks I'm not and I think it's like even though I have like I like I established a structure quote-unquote structure and it seems like it's balanced it's not I don't do anything in my day and like I'll be texting Niall and he'll be like oh you seem like you're having a productive day but it just sounds productive it's not actually being productive because I'll get stuck and I'll let my anxieties and all these different fears that I have stop me from doing something. So it sounds like I'm being productive. Like, oh, I woke up early. I went to the gym. I did this. I did that. But, like, none of it's leading to anything. Yeah. I think with that, I get two things out of that. One, I feel like you're not giving yourself as much credit as you mm-hmm. should because your girl does not even go. To, I don't even you go have to the a gym. job. I But I just had the job, and I have been trying to go to the gym for so long and not been able to do that. And you have been going to the gym consistently for, like, months now. And you I remember when we were in college like you didn't even do that like I didn't even think you'd ever be like a gym person like this and like you're <laughs> yeah. thriving at the gym I was so crazy. I don't think you obviously don't give yourself enough credit as you should because that's like a pretty big accomplishment mm-hmm. right there I think you also don't I think you're putting too much pressure on yourself like all the stuff that you need to do in the day because like yeah. it, even if you get a little done like that's better than nothing which is a lot of times yeah. like for me I'm trying to learn like a new DJ skill and like so, some days I like don't even get to DJing and I'm like why did I do, 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 do my DJing? Yeah. And then other days I'll do it for like for 10 minutes and I'm like, oh, I did it for 10 minutes, but like that's not that long. Mm-hmm. But like doing it for 10 minutes is better than doing it for not at all. And like same for like applying to jobs. Mm-hmm. You apply to jobs for like 20 minutes a day every day. Like even if you like, you know, if it doesn't work out every time, like at least you're putting in that energy and I think something will still come out of it. I mean, that's not yeah. always true. And that's kind of a general thing to say, but I mm-hmm. feel like you're pro- you definitely are like giving giving it more pressure than it, yeah. I think it Yeah, I mean, I think I am just because I've, like, been in this state for so long and I've been stuck for so long, so it's, like, frustrating that nothing is working out and that I I feel, because everybody else has a job and has structure and is, like, working and progressing and because I'm not like that, I try to make myself feel like I'm doing the same yeah. thing by, like, waking up at the same time as everybody else. Which is what they say, like, is usually another problem is, like, when you are comparing yourself constantly to, like, other people because the flow is, like, I'm, yeah, I have a job now, but, like, I've been planning for this job for a while, whereas you don't have, you, I remember even in college you said, like, that wasn't something that you wanted was, you know, a structured job like this. So it didn't make, it wouldn't make sense if you were in a structured job like this. Like, you know, you're following a different path where you're going to get a job that's more, connected to like the kind of work you want to do yeah and it might not seem like this right now and you might feel like you're like doing nothing right now but little do you know in a year you're going to be like thriving on a new job and making millions who knows like you literally don't know what's going to happen you know I think what it is is that I've been in like I said like trying to do like a fake structure for so long and clearly it's like I'm still stuck and I still feel like it's nothing's working so I need to switch something up so maybe instead of trying to stick to like a, a strict schedule and do like this this and this I should do like what you said where I try like 10 minutes or 20 minutes of something different every day. So maybe it's not me like doing the same old, like try to apply to jobs for like four hours, try to do this and this, like I need to switch something up. So it's a different pattern and it's a different 
it's a different lifestyle and yeah. a different change and like maybe that'll work and that'll shake me out of it and I feel you with like the um being like stressed out when you like don't get a lot done in the day because I feel mm-hmm. the same way like I always wake up with like a bunch of things I want to do mm-hmm. at the end if I don't have it all I do feel like bad about myself but then I think that's why I also said like the universe brought these two books to me like the subtle art of not giving a fuck and atomic habits mm-hmm. because the subtle art of not giving a fuck atomic basically, habits wait sorry to interrupt you but I am gonna order that book that's the next it's book so I'm good I'm it's excited so good. for it I like the subtle art of not giving a fuck kind of told taught oh, do you me have it can I borrow it uh, no I I listened to the audible oh <laughs> damn that you can it. use my audible kind of oh, no, I mean I'm gonna physically read it but yeah yeah like, the subtle there. art of not giving a fuck kind of taught me like the first lesson which helps with like my job shit like stop giving a fuck about things that have happened already like move mm-hmm. on with your life focus on more important things you can't give a fuck about everything i've learned that through that book and then atomic habits has taught me one big lesson because i'm still reading it mm-hmm. that it's taught me is that um you want to make your like goals and like the things that you want to do as attractive and as easy to do as possible mm-hmm. so like that it flows and like also that like the smallest things are better than nothing Okay. You know, so those two together, like, for me, like, I wanted to work out, and it's so crazy, because I did this, and then I listened to this chapter, and he was talking about the same thing that I had just done, and I was like, uh, like, great minds think alike, mm-hmm. but I, I, or I, I bought some new, like, really cute workout clothes from, um, from 21 or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and I was wearing, I decided after work, I didn't want to work out this day, I wasn't planning to work out, and I was like, it'd be nice if I worked out, though. And I had my Apple Watch on, I had my sh- workout shoes on, I had my workout new cute outfit on, and I'm like, I'm just gonna go to, like, Target or whatever. And if I wanna work out, I will, but, like, I don't have to. But I am wearing the outfit, I got my mm-hmm. water bottle, I got my headphones, I got everything. Mm-hmm. And I was just in the car and I was driving, and I'm like, okay, I could go to Target, and then I could work out after. And I'm like, why would I wanna work out after Target? What if I get something cold, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I should just go work out. And I was just literally driving, and I was just, like, contemplating in my head if I should work out or not, yeah. and I was just like, I'll work out. And then I, it was just, like, that much easy. And, I, and then I started driving there, and it was, like, easy. The workout yeah. was easy. Everything was a vibe. There was nothing. And she's not so proud of myself when I left. I was like, oh, hell yeah. I did I that workout. I in the morning. I put I on my it. workout. I, the first thing I do when I wake up is put on my extra, like, my workout outfit so then I have to go to the gym. I'm like, I'm yeah. already wearing it. I might as well go. And that was one of the things that, like, was in the Atomic Habits book was, mm-hmm. like, put less um, friction in your goals and your tasks that you want to do every day, you know? Mm-hmm. Don't make it something that's super hard to do it make it something that like you know you put on your clothes and you already are like okay i'm going to the gym like it's mm-hmm. already happening you know you don't mm-hmm. have to think about it it's just kind of automatic yeah. or it's like a flow and honestly we should stop it at that because i don't want to go too far into goals because that's totally going to be another episode yeah in the future mm-hmm. but like i think like doing things like that kind of also oh this is kind of a separate point but also i think important doing things like accomplishing your goals and working out and um learning new hobbies learning new skills and doing like self-care routines doing like skincare shit like that like just a lot of like little things that are trivial that seem trivial in the moment really do add up and um make your I feel like your confidence in yourself feel a lot better like for me that was one of the bigger reasons that I wanted to work out more was just to build more confidence in myself to be like oh I am doing these things every day Mm -hmm. so I am that bitch like I am that bitch I'm going through with my steps I'm following my routines I'm following my budget I'm saving up for this I'm doing all these things and I am that bitch and like Mm -hmm. it's it's proof with the my day-to-day activities that's another point in atomic habits like the name of atomic habits comes from like doing small incremental things Mm -hmm. that basically what he says is like cast votes to the type of person that you want to be okay yeah so like you're like you know if you want to be a musician like you listen you play you know the guitar a little bit Mm -hmm. each day like you play it for like 30 seconds it's like little things add up to big things yeah exactly i mean that's if you want to be happy and you want to be good then like what are all the things that make you happy normally do those a little bit each day i feel like you're kind of casting votes towards your happier self. I think that's honestly what I've been learning, and I think a lot of people have to remember that, is that it's such a day-by-day process. Like, I've had days where I feel like I'm really growing and doing amazing, and then I've had days where I feel like shit, and I feel like I've just reverted back to the same behaviors. Mm -hmm. And it really is just so, like, it's day-by-day, and you have to make the choices that lead to those like you've accomplishing those little things so then like you said a year from now you can notice how different you are from a year ago yeah and I think just like change and like growth is so fucking slow and it's like I'm impatient so then I'm like I want to be 
the best version of myself right now, but, like, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Especially if I'm already, like, sad and, like, not having a great time, and it's just, it's hard to remember, but I have to remember that it's day by day, and it's slow, and it's, like, I have to do just what is best for me in my, my mind and my mindset on that day. Yeah. If that day I'm, if I'm not, if that day I'm feeling like sad and depressed, I need to do what I can handle in that day yeah. rather than, rather than doing like bad habits where I just like watch TV to numb myself. Maybe I like go outside and I go to the park and like, I don't have to push myself to do the most extreme things. Like I don't have to push myself to be like, to be happy. You have to do this, this and this every single day. But I'm like, okay, let me do little things. Yeah. So like, yeah, I'm still sad, but like, it's not, I'm a little bit less sad because I'm doing small things that aren't taking too much energy, but are helping me in the long run. Exactly. I I think like the biggest thing that helps me when I'm in those states is like to, to focus on the reality that I'm like creating for myself. Mm -hmm. Like the bit, my, my number one quote, that's like my quote that I will get tattooed on my body at one point in my life is I think therefore I am. Yeah. And like basically like, Anything, like, that you're, like, feeling about yourself in a given moment, like, depressed, anxiety, like, all that stuff. Yeah, those are chemical imbalances. Those are mental health issues. Mm -hmm. But it's also likely based on the reality that you're, like, creating for yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's just something that you're creating in your brain. You're just trapping yourself into this little world, this box that you created for yourself where all these problems are, like, stretched out miles long and... You know, you're creating that situation for yourself. Like, that's not that it's, like, accurate necessarily to the world, but it's just the world that you're you're currently living in. And I feel like for me, like, reminding myself that when I'm feeling those ways that, like, this isn't the actual world, but it's just the world that I am creating for myself or the world that I've created. And it's probably because of X, Y, and Z that happened or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's not what it is, but it's just how I'm feeling and how I'm – like, that helps me kind of separate – you know, the two things that, like, that's not actually how it is. That's just how I'm making it seem or how I feel mm-hmm. in the moment. Yeah. And then I'm able to look at it and be like, okay, this is just how I'm feeling. I'm just feeling a type of way. And I need to go do some fun things. I need to go watch movies. I need to go play with my, like, play with my friends. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, Mrs. Hill, can Brittany come outside and play? I need to go play with my friends. Yeah. Yeah. I need to go play with my I need to go hang out with my friends, do whatever to make the situation right for myself. And it's easier, obviously easier said than done. But that's usually the mindset that I start off in when I like actually solve those problems. If I'm yeah. ever solving them, it's because I'm deciding to like move out of that mindset and into a new mindset. And I purposely am making myself have a mind- mindset shift. Mm-hmm. I like that. I think that's something that from like here, like, in the future I'm going to take that with me yeah I create my own reality and even though it's hard and like there is like people who have mental health issues that like maybe go beyond that Mm -hmm. or whatever like for me personally I have that's something I need to remember like I create my own reality because you can go through the worst shit ever you could have your whole world destroyed you could have your house burned down you could have everyone in your family killed but if your mind tells yourself every day that the day is a beautiful day and that you're happy to be and lucky to be alive and you're grateful that there's oxygen in the air that allows you to breathe and you can go cook your favorite meal in the kitchen and you know that's just a great thing for you to do you know you're going to be living in that world of gratitude despite like the world crashing seemingly crashing down around you it's everything's going to be fine in your head because that's the reality you've conditioned yourself to that everything will be fine despite what happens in the world that's going to naturally and normally happen you know mm-hmm. that's like a normal cycle of life all the shit's going to go awry people are going to die bad things are going to happen to you bad things are going to happen to people you know like that's just life and the easier that you can learn to deal with those you know consequences those actions those situations that happen in life the better because they're going to happen regardless mm-hmm. you know you don't want to be left crippled by every situation that comes your way you want to be able to you know, think about them intelligently and, I don't know, I I mean, I think everyone thinks about them intelligently, but, like, also not let them control you. Mm-hmm. That's the big thing, not letting them control you, which is so hard in the moment because you're like, fuck, 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 but, I don't know. It's it, a process. It's yeah. a learning experience. The more that I've learned that, the better I feel about my life, and yeah. still, that's why I have anxiety every fucking day because I, I like, haven't truly figured it yeah, out, but I think the main those thing, moments have been the better moments for me. I think, like, the main thing to to just take out of this is that it's a day-by-day process 
like even that like you're saying yeah. you you are saying that and you understand that but you still get anxiety yeah so it's like even though you understand that like you're slowly working towards actually living that yeah so you know just take it day by day i think we should have another mental health issue or not issue sorry mental health um, episode because episode, we didn't like, really get through like in detail everything because we're kind of trying to keep i mean not timed. even just in detail like i think that it's like good to have like little mental health episode check-ins like mm-hmm. it'd be it's just nice, like, maybe a few months down the line, we can have another one and just yeah. see where we're at and how the process is for each of us. Yeah, I like that. That's a good idea. But we should get into our questions, questions comments, and concerns. Okay. Yeehaw. This one says, I suffer from low self-esteem. What have you done to improve yours? As the title states, this is from Reddit, I suffer from low self-esteem. I've recently been through a breakup, but my problems go back much farther than that. Lately, I just find myself beating my or beating me up for the smallest mistakes. Beating me up. Yeah, that makes sense. It's okay, girl. I'm tired of hating myself. How do you begin to love yourself? This is a question I've asked myself a lot. I think that I have definitely struggled with low self-esteem. Um, I think it goes hand in hand with my anxiety. Like when my anxiety is really bad, my self-esteem gets kind of bad. Um, definitely had really low self-esteem when I was younger, um, but. I yeah, am, same. I am still learning to love myself. Like, I am in that process right now. I'm with you. Yeah. A lot of the time is that I have to do a lot of, I don't know if you guys know what shadow work is, but it's yeah. like, I do a lot of shadow work and I have to think about why you're actually think about feeling like, the way you're like feeling. where, yeah, why I'm thinking the way I'm feeling, feeling where do those things come, come from, from? Where is my like low self-esteem rooted? Um, being, I say affirmations. I've been starting to say affirmations Same. like every morning. But you know, it's a point that like uh, the subtle art of not giving a fuck like pointed out because I used to do that shit too when I was really bad like a year ago mm-hmm. and I like was doing the mood path stuff. I would do affirmations every morning. Like I would chant them when I was showering, like everything. Mm-hmm. One thing he pointed out in that book, he was like, happy people don't have to tell themselves that they're happy every day, which I, f- I feel like could go the wrong way. It could go the wrong way. But I think what I took from that, because I still do it anyways, like I still think affirmations have their hold their value. Mm-hmm. But from that, I think I got that like, you know, affirmations. Sometimes I do tell myself affirmations and I don't feel like it's doing shit. Mm-hmm. And because I do agree, like I feel like at, sometimes I'm like, why am I telling myself? I'm, ha- I'm healthy. I'm wealthy. I'm rich. I am that bitch. I'm yeah. going to go get that back. And I'm not going to take my shit. <laughs> If you guys know that song by Young Baby Tate <laughs> or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, shout out. But, like, no. <laughs> no, no, no. But, like, I, I do think affirmations do help. I don't agree with that, that it's, really? like, happy people tell themselves that – or don't have to tell themselves they're happy. You don't – it's not telling yourself that you're happy. It's, like, expressing gratitude. Like, the whole point of an affirmation is to be, like, I – Well, some I affirmations am. do do gratitudes, but some straight up tell you, like, how to feel. But I mean that even then, like if you're, I feel like if you're happy, there's no problem in saying that, like I am happy, like I am happy, I, f- I feel yeah. whatever. Like it's literally, it's literally how comp, like how confidence is, like fake it till you make it. If you're not, if you don't feel happy, then you say I'm happy until you're happy, and even yeah. when, you, when you are happy, then at that point you can be like I'm happy. I just don't agree with yeah. that statement. Which I don't think it's like that's why I don't think affirmations are a complete loss. But I do, I don't know what it exactly is the point. I can't like name it, but I do see what he means when he says happy people don't have to tell themselves that they're happy because there are times when I'm in the past when I was telling myself affirmations and I'd be like why am I like why why am I telling myself this and it was just like I don't know it didn't feel as genuine like when I had to like chant it to myself sometimes and so I feel like that was Um, kind of like it it wasn't always like a successful method for me mm -hmm. as much as um like actually doing actions that kind of made me feel yeah I don't I don't get that I I think that affirmations help if anything it's just a reminder yeah I do think they help I do think for me I mean just for me personally I think that they I really think that affirmations help me they just help me get in that mindset of being like yeah honestly anything helps when you're doing stuff like that like I I don't think you should like be like oh I'm not gonna try this because it sounds stupid like literally try anything yeah you might I was trying everything everything. (laughs) yeah like I mean that yeah so like I say affirmations and I um try to do just, like, tell myself that I'm a bad bitch and that, like, kind of state what I love about myself. I was talking to someone recently who they said that if someone had asked them what they had, what they contributed to people's lives. So, like, if you asked, if you asked me what um, I contribute to someone's life, this person said that they felt like they would say nothing. Mm. That they don't know what they so contribute to people. Sad. Yeah, it's sad. And it's, like, it's just a sign of low self-confidence. And I yeah. had said, I think what you need to do is write a list of what you um, like want people 
to impact like how you want people to impact your life so like i want to be with someone who or i want to interact with people who are happy who are this who are that and then like a few days later go back and look at it and like, oh, you'll recognize that. that you are like half of the things that you're saying yeah. like it's just hard when you're in that moment and like you you leave it and then you look back and you're like okay or you maybe go for it with your friend and you're like you're this you're that you're that yeah. so it's like you're attra- like you're you're attracting what you write down yeah, yeah that's actually like a, a an exercise um that like a lot of like spiritual teachers will like try to put on is like mm-hmm. oh okay write what you I can't remember what the term is or the term for it but it's like write down like what you want scripting that's what it's yeah. called write down what you want to do like what you want to happen in the future or mm-hmm. whatever like what kind of life you want what kind of people you want in your mm-hmm. life and then like you'll see them start to appear in your life that way that I think is a good way to manifest the life that you want to yeah. live but I think um also with the confidence thing because um I felt the same way like especially like in high school one thing I didn't notice till I got to college was like how much I used to count myself out of things in high school like I literally would consider myself so unattractive that I just shouldn't have tried to like date or anything with anyone mm-hmm. in my high school and because of that I didn't have any like relationships in high school and it was because totally because I just counted myself out thinking that I wasn't going to be able to have like a relationship no one was going to like me no one was going to want to date me no one was going to want to whatever and like I don't know why in high school I felt that way and then I didn't feel that way about college I didn't feel like no one would want to date me or anything mm-hmm. like that I felt like I had a bigger pool of people mm-hmm. the likelihood was higher everything was fine and then I ended up like you know having all these like random relationships and like whatnot and it was fine but like that could have happened in high school too but I totally closed myself off just because of my mindset I was like no one's gonna like me mm-hmm. no who could like me you know who could like little me like I'm not cute like I'm whatever mm-hmm. and like that's just like was my thought process and I had to build my confidence up over time and even now I think I've gotten way better with my confidence and I think what helps is like taking time for yourself and like putting that time and effort towards yourself the more time and effort I put on myself like uh I used to do like a makeup routine every morning Mm -hmm. and it's not just it wasn't because I like didn't feel like I could go out of the house without makeup even though there was time in high school I felt like that yeah but like I I feel like it helped me like every morning to take time to take time for myself and be like like, oh this is my time every morning I'm spending by myself every night I do my skincare routine Mm -hmm. and I'm like oh I'm that bitch like Mm -hmm. I do my hair I'll do my makeup I'll dress cute and take like like a picture or whatever the fuck and it's like it's a good like confidence building moment like that's not you being narcissistic that's not you being like you know uh, materialistic and like no, whatever I feel like, it's you like building your confidence yeah. and showing yourself like who you like who you are you I know feel what like you a have part of building confidence is also physical though like put on an outfit that makes you feel hot yeah or it makes you just feel good like you said take time to like do your makeup if you don't like to do makeup that's fine if you do do your skincare that's fine do your skincare yeah make brush sure, your teeth like do things yeah, that like, like will make yourself super like sure you know yeah. cleanly and like just feel good and, like you're pampering yourself you're yeah, taking like, care you do want, eye bags or I think like whatever. what helps is trying to present your best self Mm-hmm. like all the time and I know that can be exhausting because that's like sometimes yeah. it's a lot to like put put on a cute outfit do your hair and do your makeup but I think if you are struggling with low self-confidence and that's like a really good way to start because it's like physical and if you see that if you feel pretty then like you're it's gonna help or not even pretty but just like if you feel good about yourself then it helps like it sets a tone for the rest of your day you know yeah. you feel hot you know you feel like that bitch good, yeah and then you can walk around and like that energy mm-hmm. almost like fills in and like it goes yeah. like it spreads and like some it, mornings it packs your day yeah your day. some mornings I literally wake up and I'm like I mean I work from home so like mm-hmm. I literally if I don't have a meeting I don't have to do anything I could be in my PJs all day mm-hmm. if I didn't have a meeting and I do I used to do that sometimes mm-hmm. but now I try when I wake up to be like oh I'm gonna get cute I'm gonna look cute and presentable because it mm-hmm. makes me want to go do all the things in my day and I feel like good about myself all day and like it really does help also what helps with confidence is going in different like settings I think Mm -hmm. making like if you for me having like a one friend group uh kind of makes it so that like I I don't know I feel closed off but like having multiple different friend groups and like different people I'm interacting with Mm -hmm. um on the regular it kind of like helps you feel I or for me it helps me feel confident just being more social in my life and like um that might also be hard to do but like the final thing that I think that we could kind of wrap up, which if you have anything else, I'll do. Mm-hmm. But like, um, I think kind of just checking all your life balances, aka your family life, your social life, your health, your um, career, your school, your whatever, and like checking each area of your life and seeing 
are you showing up? Are you doing all the things that you could be doing? What are you not doing that you could be doing to help yourself out? Because I think you'll find, like, as you try to keep those sections in check of your life, it'll help you feel more confident in general. Because you're like, dang, like, look at me. Like, I'm I'm going to the gym. Like, I remember when I was going to the gym like you are, I felt so good about myself. Which, mm-hmm. I mean, that's not the only thing in your life. So that's why, you know, you can still be feeling bad about it. But, like, I just remember that made me feel so good. And even now, when I go to the gym, I literally feel like a different bitch after. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. And, like, things like that. Like, it just kind of builds confidence to be like, oh, I... I do the things that I said I was going to do every day. Yeah. I mean, it's no one can really give you confidence. Get a personal journey and you really have to find it within, which is kind of hard because trust me, I have even recently I've watched YouTube videos about like how to be that bitch, how to grow your confidence or whatever. And it's, Oh, I watch those too. (laughs) I I watch those almost all the time. And it's, it's like they say in all the videos, it's not something that we can give you. You kind of have to grow it, but I think, and you're not alone. Like we, we're not. Yeah, we're there I, mean, too. I like, still struggle that's with that. Literally, shit. I'm 24 and I still struggle with. Yeah, that's literally what I put in my BetterHelp bio when I said I wanted a therapist. I was like, I have low confidence and I'd like higher to have higher confidence. Yeah. Like I'd like to build my confidence up more. Yeah, like you can you can always grow your confidence and there's like a difference between being insecure and being confident and like being confident is just knowing who you are, knowing your self worth, and owning that. And it's a struggle. We feel you, but I just like it's just an everyday thing. Just try to work on it every day, and hopefully you will get there. Journal, like Brittany said, make sure all of your life is balanced. Just try to be social. Try to do yeah. whatever it is that makes you feel good, and hopefully your confidence will grow. There's no one answer, so you truly have to just try a bunch of different things and figure out what works best for you. At the end of the day, yep. <laughs> oh, at the same time, that was Okay, well, I think that is it for this episode. Do you have yeah, anything to add? No, I, don't, I don't think I do. Okay, well. I, hopefully this episode wasn't too lengthy, and we will see you guys in our next one. Yes, bye. Toodles. Toodles.